Welcome back. Welcome back to The Rush. The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Travis Davidson. Look, man, oh. I got about six <laughs> seconds into that final break, and I realized I didn't have it ready, and it's a miracle any open got played. So <laughs> I'm going to start wearing a name tag I, in, in I, studio. I, apparently, I need you to. So. Jeez, jeez. I'll get it eventually. Percy out here uh, messing up the uh, intros. But, hey, you know what? That's fine. You know, I've been called a lot worse things than Tyler McComas. I'm honored. Honored to help share the name here uh, for this hour. So, anyways, we're talking NIL today. We're talking SEC schedule. We're talking how those two kind of, you know, their two sides kind of are the same coin. Anyways, Teddy is on his way back to studio. We've we've sent for him. Um, he was uh, at uh, the golf course. Uh, working allegedly, and he's going to come back and hop in studio with us. So, uh, speaking of golf, uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, we're going to mention this contest that we're doing. So, on Monday, June 26th, uh, at 8 a.m., there's a shotgun start. The OU Club of Tulsa is holding their scholarship golf tournament. That's going to be at Meadowbrook Country Club in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, right there off kind of 81st and uh, Garnett. Uh, they're going to be doing longest drive, closest to the pin, all your favorites, of course. Lunch is going to be included. The details are all at OUClubOfTulsa.com. More information, go to OUClubOfTulsa.com. And, Pierce, I'm going to be playing in it, uh, you know, being a 918 guy uh, myself. I'm going to be playing in it. Grew up playing Meadowbrook, love the course. And I'm going to have three members of the KREF Army with me. We've been doing this the last couple days. Here's how you enter. First, you need to be able to make it to Tulsa on that day. So if uh, you know, you're know you tuned in from Switzerland today, while I do appreciate your loyalty, I'm not sure you're going to be, be able to make the tournament. So, uh, again, Monday, June 26th, 8 a.m. shotgun start. So uh, if you can make that and you want to play, you need to put a picture of yourself on Twitter of you on a golf course. So if you take a picture of you on a golf course, you got it somewhere in your camera roll, tweet it and make sure and tag at KREF Sports and at Travis Skoll, S-K-O-L, Travis Skoll. So tag KREF and tag me in a tweet that has a picture of you on a golf course. That's how you enter. Tomorrow in the last hour of the show, I will be picking three people from my bookmarks that have tweeted that, and we're all going to go have a lot of fun uh, supporting the OU Club of Tulsa in their scholarship golf tournament uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Monday, June 26th. So, uh, Pierce, I imagine uh, you're a big country club sport guy, like, you know, tennis and badminton and, you know, I'm sure golf. I'm sure you're a big golfer, right? You know, out of, Scratch golfer, probably. Out of all of the country club sports, golf is the one that I never got into when I was younger, and I've started to try and learn. Um, over the last year it's not going well but I'm still trying Um, I just need to try a little harder I guess because the scores are not improving in any way yeah golf's one of those things like you know I play grew I I I played a lot when I was uh, growing up and it's almost like you want to not get good enough to where you get frustrated right like you want to stay right under that I'm bad enough to where I go out there I could shoot triple what I normally do and I'm gonna have a blast right no matter what right if you stay right in that sweet spot where you're like having fun but you can actually make contact with the ball and you know you hit a good shot every once in a while like that's a sweet spot once you get to a level where you're like frustrated and you may not be having fun anymore with it that's kind of problematic so uh, anyways make sure and throw that up on Twitter um I will be picking three tomorrow I'll do it live on air 
Um, and we'll uh, we'll get to golfing and, and helping out the OU Club of Tulsa. While we wait on Teddy, let's go ahead and go to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, if you want to interact with the show, uh, go ahead and shoot us a text on there. 405-651-3439. Go ahead and save that in your phone. Make it a contact under KREF text line. 405-651-3439. So, um, here, here's the text from the 405. I hope we don't spend too much emphasis on 2024 and not this last year in the Big 12. I personally think by putting an emphasis on 2024 makes your last year in the Big 12 even better. Like, Everything that you need to do in order to get to 2024 starts right now. Like, not it doesn't start later this season. It doesn't start anything like that. You need to be better on defense. You need to be better on offense. You need to develop your quality depth. Brent Venables, to be honest, needs to make some improvements himself, whether that's time management, um, whether that's on the field, off the field, clock management, things like that. Like, there are situations from the special teams we need to get better. Like, everything we need to do to get better for that gauntlet of a schedule in 2024 – all of that's going to help you in 2023. So it's almost – it's merely a side effect. See, I think I disagree. I think when you focus so much – I mean, it's like what we talked about yesterday with a trap game. So you think like a trap season. Yeah, I think it's a trap season. Ooh, trap but season. I, I think that's an, a rap album. But I think you make a good point, and I think there's – you have to focus on both because you're right that anticipating the move to the SEC is what will drive you to get better. You know, every aspect of the team needs to get better, and getting to the SEC is that driving force. So you do need to be thinking about it. But at the same point, I mean, you just lost seven games. So focusing on not doing that for this next season, I think, is step one. And once you kind of get your feet under yourself again, like you had in the past, that's when I think you can kind of look forward to the SEC. I think I agree with the text that you need, there needs to be more focus on the Big 12 season, but I think you're right also that there it's like a give and take on both sides of it. Right. I, I, I treat it as like you're studying for a test that you think is going to be extremely hard, right? So so say like you're you're growing up and you're you know you're in math class in elementary school, right? And you're studying for a test and you think it's going to be all uh, division and multiplication so you're like man i got to make sure that i got my division tables down my multiplication tables down everything like that well as you're getting ready for the tougher if the teacher throws out you know just addition and subtraction you're going to say oh well i've been working so hard to get up to this more difficult thing then you know you kind of you kind of stay away from like with the gilded you know situation like we talked about earlier you get kind of away from the uh, it's just the Big 12. We'll deal with Being it. Like complacent. we'll be good enough. We yeah. we've got a more talented roster than everybody we play probably outside of Texas on paper. Like we'll be complacent. We'll be good. All we got to do is keep within a couple scores and our offense will be able to uh, you know, put up some points on these guys. I think I think if you focus on, hey, we need to be at an absolute elite level or the best absolute possible level in 2024 the side effects and everything once you get that test and it's all subtraction and addition you're going to go okay okay it, it'll be on bv to really keep that development happening throughout the whole season but again it's got to be everywhere brent vettables has to improve himself before we go to the sec the offense has to improve the offensive line has to improve the interior defensive line has to improve the recruiting the everything so with that, I mean, I, I'm I'm personally excited that 
you know, the timing of the SEC and honestly this schedule, because I think we got such an easy Big 12 schedule, I think we're going to carry a lot of momentum into the SEC. You know, it's almost like this Big 12 season is that early season game that's kind of your tune-up game except this is a tune-up season for your trip to the SEC. Right. Do we do we treat this as a trap season or a tune-up season? Because yeah. it's kind of like, Pierce, it's the argument of rust, rest versus rust, right? Like you hear that all the time in, when, in playoff scenarios, right? So we hear it in the NBA playoffs. It's do you want to finish your series early so you can get rest? Or, man, these guys haven't played in nine days. Maybe they're feeling a little rusty. Or you got the argument, I remember, uh, you know, when NFL teams, if they'd lock up the one seed, which, of course, everybody in fantasy football would freak out because, you know, your best players on your fantasy team are probably the players that got that team the one seed, and now they're going to sit them all, and then occasionally those teams actually end up losing their next game because now they're rust. They haven't played a football game in a month. So with that, I think, I think you're going to basically run into the people that think, you know, the re- are on the sides of the rest versus rust nobody's right or they're both right or they're both wrong right it's a matter of opinion I think it's the same as this is it a trap season or is it a tune-up season but if we went six and seven last year we can't treat it like a tune-up season that's for sure yeah and I think one thing that I feel like the ceiling of your last year in the big 12 is getting back to that if you can get back to the playoff conversation that helps worth recruiting so much oh yeah even if like I understand like we talked about last segment the only year we were really close was 2017 but we still made the playoffs those other years you can't tell me that recruits aren't seeing that and thinking okay they're close they're making it to the playoffs I would want to go there and make that final step so I think using this last year of the big 12 to kind of reestablish Oklahoma as one of the top programs in the nation is really important to set up for that next recruiting class and even beyond that into the SEC. Yeah, and I think recruits look at, obviously, a lot of things, but I think more so, like even being down at like OT7 and stuff, like talking to those guys, it's not necessarily like that they want them to go to always the, the, the most successful schools on the field, like as far as a win-loss record. You know, they want them, hey, you know what? What has that position coach done? Has he put people in the league? What has – you know, that that's why Lincoln Riley could always get quarterbacks, right? It's, hey, why why would you not, right? So, uh, you know, that's why Bates and Brent Venables, and that's why, the, that's, that's why they have these defensive recruits that OU hasn't seen in years, absolute years. So, I mean, we signed a better defensive class last year than I can remember, like since I've been following recruiting, which has been a, a decent amount of time. So, like with that, they look at the coaches and say, look, you know, Brent Venables, he's got, you know, a fistful of rings and won it with his defense. He's been arguably the best defensive mind for the last 25 years. So he didn't forget how to coach defense. He didn't forget how to develop players. So as he as he continues to kind of shape how he handles being a head coach, which, like I said, there's got, he's got to improve. There's, there's no doubt about it. He's got to get better. Uh, I think you're going to see that. And I, and I think it's just a shift in general. Because I didn't, I didn't used to hear kids say that. Now they're like, hey, look, I just want to go somewhere where I can eventually make it to the league. Yeah, and I think uh, uh, Jay from Medill sent in a text, and I think that is another aspect of this next season that I don't really think about too much. 
They say, OU cannot afford a trap season, another 500 season, and fans will be calling for BV's head. I forget about – all the KREF hosts will be doing it too. I guarantee yeah, that. Exactly. The 500 season? Yeah, I'll, I will meet you there with a pitchfork. Uh, you bring the torch, and we'll stand there together, Jay. Yeah, OU fans, and just all of it is so – they're used to so much success. One more bad year, and the culture of all of it could just start to fall apart. Not Not fall apart, but you see what I'm saying, how one more bad year could really – set the snowball in the wrong direction. Well, you only get – yeah, exactly. So when we had Danny Okoye here um, in his interview, he talked about how he wasn't even really considering OU initially because all he saw was 6-7, and seven, right? And he's like, well, I really had to do some, some digging and do my own research into who the coaches were, who they developed, what they had accomplished, yeah. you know, what OU itself, you know, walking around and seeing all these trophies and statues and kind of what it's built on. But you're right. The reason that we have – 90,000 people essentially in a stadium every week isn't isn't because OU fans are used to being mediocre. Like go go 50 miles away and you'll find what a stadium looks like, you know, full of fans that are used to being mediocre. That's what it that's what it looks like. And with that comes expectations, right? It it, it just is what it is. So you're going to have to live up to that. And what I like about Venables is, and I I don't think a ton of people talk about this, he's won at the highest level at Oklahoma. So this isn't a situation where, you know, we're bringing in a guy that won big somewhere else and then we brought him in like a coordinator that won big somewhere else and then brought him in. Like, this is a guy that knows what it looks like in Oklahoma. So he, he, he can speak to the history because he has helped build a lot of that history. So with that, I do I – do, if, if if he goes 500, absolutely, I will be I'll be the first, second, and third person to say, look, he he's got to go. Like it didn't work, but I also I also fully believe that it's going to work. I think last year, like I said, we saw you know we we scratched off that thin layer of gold paint, and we saw ugh, it's a little bit rotten under there. We don't have the depth. We don't have – we got a bunch of guys that have no business being on Oklahoma's roster. We have a lack of Oklahoma kids. We have a lack of, lack of PWO Oklahoma kids, you know. I mean, we keep seeing those offers go out from the camp, and that's what builds the backbone of the roster. That's what Switzer did. That's what Osborne did. That Building that out, the walk-on program at Oklahoma, I really like how they're doing that. I think there's going to be um, – a lot of success found in that. So, but no, I I think everybody. the The real key is, what does, what what keeps people from grabbing a pitchfork, the actual record, like, is is the text line? Have we seen the schedule and we're drinking the Kool Aid again? We we picked it up. We we took a sip of that Kool Aid and we're we're thinking ten win minimum, nine win minimum. Is somebody out there saying, hey, just give me a winning record, make it a bowl? I mean, what is it? I, I want the text line to kind of. Uh, Hit back on that. What is, what what keeps you from grabbing the pitchfork and saying, "Oh no, BV cannot lead us into the SEC." What's well, like the minimum, the minimum schedule, win, yeah. minimum success, and m- minimum success. And if it's if we have to lose certain games, who do we lose to? You know, anything like that. So as we continue to await Teddy, um, who is uh, who is making it from the golf course back to studio. He's not driving through any weather, but I think we're going to have a little weather later. Yeah, did you see that? Yeah, I think somebody was saying around like 7 to midnight. Well, they're saying, and this is, this confuses the heck out of me, DVD-sized hail. When did we start mean? measuring hail yeah, I don't know. in DVD size? Is it going to be skinny too? 
Yeah, I don't, is it going to be long? Yeah, I don't know. That sounds dangerous. That, if that's the case. Yeah, that would be dangerous. That would. I'm a, I'm a little bit concerned if if that is the case, but we'll that, see. I guess. Well, and I mean, softball, softball is really getting the short end of the stick here, and that's not a softball bat joke. It's how did they get left out of this in the so, in the hail index? I don't know. I don't know. We got we we still got to work uh, with softball's PR people to get them on some hail index, but we got to take a break. Um, Teddy is on his way back. Pierce and I hanging out uh, in the studio. Uh, don't change that dial. Welcome back. Welcome back. Teddy has arrived. The prodigal son has made it back to studio just in time. We're having a riveting conversation here on The Rush. Uh, we've got Pierce with us in studio. Uh, I am Travis Davidson. So, uh, middle of hour two, we're talking about uh, kind of, I don't know, what what the absolute floor can be for Brent Venables in year two before people grab the pitchfork. I see some people on the text line saying, you know, at a certain win total, the pitchfork is out but not in hand. Um, you know, I, I think people are mainly talking about win total. Um, we've got around 9-10 with this specific schedule. Where are you living on that? For 23, right? Can you hear me? Is this on? There we go. Um, yes, for 23. I don't know. Like for me, are we sure there's even? Obviously, there's a number. Like if we're if we lose if we go six and seven again, correct? Because that that's kind of the text that brought it up. Is hey, if we go five hundred, like like it might be a problem. I'm like, if it's five hundred, I will grab the torch and like I I will agree. My I. I don't want to go into the SEC breaking in a new coach. Amen. And, and Amen. Starting from scratch. Some would say you don't want to do it doing it, breaking in a quarterback either, but that's a conversation for another yeah. segment. I you know, so for me it's uh, it's more of trust the process. If if we if if like there's a point where I think some things are going to become obvious, right? Uh but I I don't think that's going to happen, but I would just say like if you if you go six and seven again with the schedule that we got right now, we've got to have some serious discussions about what it is exactly we're going to do moving forward, and I I don't know, I don't know exactly what that means. I don't know what type of position we're in right now to start buying out a, a coach's contract. Um, I don't know. Like who necessarily out there is going to be available and which, you know, you listen to Josie the last time around, he said, you know, you wouldn't believe who all I took phone calls from that were interested in the job. So like, what does that mean? I don't know, but um, I don't know. I don't know if it's just as easy as, you know, you got to win eight games or nine games. you don't want to because I think we've made some real progress in some good areas in 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 building this team and building the culture and in trying to get some things in place for the move to the SEC. And I know you don't necessarily have to hit reset on all of those things, but I that's a let can we all just agree it's a discussion we do not want to be having uh, after this year, right? We, we, we want to be talking about, hey, capped off a good year. Uh, we're climbing in the right direction. 
We just won our last uh, Big 12 championship that we'll ever win. And I say if it happens, we just spike the trophy off of the platform at Jerry's World. We don't need it. It's worthless where we're going. We'll be um, like Jokic. We just leave it. Oh, I left it somewhere, and I don't know where it is. Did you see the uh, audio of him today at the parade? He made it to the parade? He's, he yeah. said. What did he say? Well, is he, did he, I'll, I'll, I'll take the F words out of it and say, he, he was saying, I know you saw the video of me saying I don't want to parade. That's not true. I do want to parade. <laughs> uh I, this is like the best day of my life. It's it's hilarious. Yeah, you need to go watch. He used it. He, parade as a funny. verb, which is great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which you know it can be. Yeah. Um, it can be for we're, sure. We're parading here. I've I, so I've got I've got another question for you. Then so you say you're not sure if it's um, specifically, you know, a, a, a win total, right? If it's specifically, hey. Hey, you get your walking papers if you don't get eight. You get your walking papers if you don't. You don't think it's, it's that? It's got to be chaotic, like to where we're like, okay, this just this thing is not working. This right. is not the direction we want to go. Do you think that if he gets commitments or even well, pen to paper by that point from Williams Winery and David Stone, do you think recruiting can help at all when having you know those discussions amongst us saying? Well, you know, he only won eight games, but now he's signed four defensive five stars in the last two years, which is way more than Lincoln Riley ever signed, yeah. and and in a two year span, more than Bob Stoops ever signed. Yeah, no, I, yeah, that that part of the puzzle definitely helps, you know, because you have to take a look and say, like, this is a total, um, and that's it's what it is. Like whenever you, you look at the team that walked off the field in the Alamo Bowl to where we are now. Um, Whole new team. It's completely different. So it's a it's a top-to-bottom rebuild of the roster. And you look at last year's recruiting class, which, gosh, for, I don't care what it's ranked. It is really, really promising in a bunch of areas. Like there's some, there's some really good-looking kids. You got a – a top flight quarterback that showed up. I don't care about his his recruiting ranking. He's legit, right? Balling. Yeah. You, you've got uh, you got a couple of running backs, legit, going to help you out. Um, you know, you've got defensive players at a bunch of different spots. That yes, check the box. Those guys. It you know, there's still development involved. I'm not s- suggesting that everyone's game ready at this point, but. There's some some pieces of that recruiting class that look like this is this is what we need. So uh, you keep stack you stack another class like that this year, then yeah, I think that's a big piece of the puzzle because you have to have some patience with the roster, man. And as we've seen, we wish it would happen so much easier. Uh, I wish we could just go out there and start grabbing up top flight defensive linemen that jump in the portal, but. You know, that's to me, that's the biggest piece of the puzzle because Venables is not getting everything he needs right now in order to compete in the SEC. I'll I'll continue to say it. Our NIL needs to improve immensely. And it's taken them a long time to get, you know, the ducks in the row. And I understand because of the, Nobody knows, right? 
are you going to really invest all of these resources into putting something together whenever you're unsure what the landscape's going to be like a month from now? Well, and also that, I mean, you don't even know on the field if it's if the returns are there because A&M goes out and spends all this money on a class, their NIL, you know, at the time for that 2022 class was the best class of all time. Well, now half of them are in the portal. Some of them are, you know, I think one's out of college football. You know, they're getting caught off the field things. It ruins the culture. I mean, you drop that in there. Now you've got to do kind of like the transfer portal. It's like, what is the appropriate balance of we want to buy these? If you pay a defensive lineman $2 million, he might be the best defensive lineman in the country. He gets there. Well, now your whole locker room is trash because you've got this guy who's never played a down of college football that's making more money than the entire defensive line combined that's been, you know, in there busting their hump for the last, you know, couple years. So it's – I I get your approaches – the landscape itself from like a university standpoint is constantly changing. Obviously the IRS comes in and says, Hey, wait, hold on. We want to get involved in this. And that creates more headaches and more questions and more confusion and everything like that. But even, even from the other side of things in the roster building standpoint, we don't even have strong evidence that NIL is making teams better if they have more. Cause we say Alabama and Georgia got strong NIL, right? Well, yeah, but they were winning before NIL, especially That's Bama. True. That's true. LSU was winning before NIL. Well, there's no doubt that you have to be you have to be smart and you have to be strategic in how you allocate funds. I, and, and you've got to be, you know, you've you've got to be, uh, you know, in tune with. What does that do to the culture of your team, and what does that do to the locker room? I understand all that. All I'm saying is I'm not even suggesting you have to use it, but you better have the ammo stockpiled, right? Have a war chest where you can say, hey. Well, and that's why I I brought up, um, you know, the – what was it called? The Sooner Charitable – um, You know, whatever that is, right? So that is the official university arm. Mm -hmm. The big-time donors – the people that they trust are the university people. They're representatives right. of the university. So I like to think of it as the hose is crimped, and we're building up a ton of pressure and a ton of funds into that. And Josie and President Harris and all the people are saying, hey, wait, wait, wait. Just let's load this up, and then when we're ready, we are going to let that loose. And we've got to actually crimp ourselves a little bit in that hose because we got a break right now. But I want to talk about this on the other side. Uh Stay tuned. Good discussion here on The Rush. See you soon. Welcome back to the Afternoon Rush. I'm Travis Davidson. We've got Teddy Lehman back in studio here. Pierce is on the boards, on the ones and twos, if you will. Um, We're keeping an eye on the weather here now. Uh, Might get a little dicey tonight. Uh, Ted, you hear we might have CD-sized hail, and that is is CD-ROM, not CD-LAM. Oh. If it's CD lamb size hell, we're in big trouble. I don't I'm not scared of CD sized hell. CD shaped hell could be a problem. Well something sharp like that? Oh man, I don't know about that. There's gonna be flying disc hell coming out of Maybe. the sky. I just think I, I that think that is a weird I I don't know. Softball is really getting screwed in all this. That wasn't even on the hail index. Baseball wasn't on the hail index. It went like golf ball tennis ball and cd size like, yeah you gotta go you gotta go softball you don't say cd because 
like if you say softball and it happens to be a little bit bigger than softball, no one's going to like fact check you on that. And I don't think, and, and that would be quite the Karen move probably to be like, hey, look, this is ridiculous. I prepared for softball size hail. Well, here's the other thing is I got to tell you, almost every time one of these things comes comes through, they throw out tennis ball size hail pretty routinely. And I think I've seen tennis ball size hail like one time in my entire life. <laughs> right. And it did a number on my house and in my neighborhood, but... I, I feel like I hear that term every single time these things come through and I I don't maybe maybe they know we're just big sports fans. Yeah. And they think that's the only way that they're gonna get us to watch the I news, mean, there is watch some the truth weather. To that. I if you tell me watch out, uh nickel and quarter size hell out there, I'm like yeah, yeah, whatever. Right. No no problems here. We'll survive that. But you start throwing around tennis ball size hell, you're going to sit around and watch TV for the next eight hours and see if uh, it's going to come close to you. Right. And a, and, and a discussion we've been having for much longer than eight hours, feels like now eight years, is NIL going to the SEC, uh, the challenges that are involved in that. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we talked a little bit about it, and – it's so new, we don't know the correct formula, but we, Teddy and I are in agreement, and I'm sure Pierce is too. It's you got to build the war chest so when things do, you know, kind of the clouds do kind of part, the storm goes away, you got blue skies, and you know exactly the path you need to take to put yourself in contention in NIL, you need to have the money to do it. Um, so, so with that, we had a great text from Guy because I compared it with AM. I'm like, AM's buying players. And they keep losing to Appalachian State, right? They were Appalachian State ran right over those five stars. Yeah. Their center, we went and got, you know, because he was pushing around those five stars. But the point was, A&M already had a bad culture. And much to my point earlier, Alabama and Georgia were already winning. So they don't have to rely and on that. already had good culture. Already had good culture, exactly. So I kind of treat it, Teddy, a little bit like if, if a person – wins the lottery the their how they spend their money is going to just be a, an extreme version of whatever they wanted to be in the first place so it's like if you give to charity if you save a bunch of it if you start some businesses if you do that kind of thing well then you probably did that on a lesser scale when you had you know not you know millions of dollars but if you use your current, you know, budget or your current salary to, you know, you're always, uh, you know, out late at night, got the drinks going, got the drugs going, got, you know, whatever, you got gambling all the time or whatever. If you win the lottery, you're probably going to go down that, that path. And, and, and so I think that's kind of what NIL is with stuff is if you have a good culture, then NIL can be fantastic because you have... The, you you have those good habits built up. Yeah. But if you have bad culture, then it can absolutely spiral you. Yeah. No, I I think there's a lot of truth to that. And there's a whole lot of unknown. Um, you know, there's a whole lot of unknown. But I it, moving forward, like the dust will settle at some point, And I'll make a guarantee it'll settle. Uh into an era in which you better have a really big amount of uh, cash set up in order to uh, to get get players. 
my my niece is a soccer player. Okay, and today is the first day that college coaches can start talking to um, um, kids like her contact age, period, yeah. contact period. And in soccer, they it all happens really it's really early. early, yeah, really early. But she's getting nil offers as a soccer player. Yeah. So that's just where it's going. You know, I, it's it's wild that this is where we are. But you know, it you better have the ammo. You may not have to use it, but you better have the ammo. Well, and I I think you run a risk. You know, with football. You run a risk of, okay, there's, you know, 100 kids, right? So you've got to have money to, you know, keep up with recruiting. And then the transfer portal, like we talked about, you probably want to pay the guys that actually have production. Oh, you're an All-American? I'm fine, you know, snapping off a check like that. But if you're a high school kid that's never played a down, I might have a tougher time. If you're already on my team and you've gone All-Conference, All-American, something like that, like, okay, I'll be willing to, uh, to change it up a little bit. But with a sport like basketball – with 13 roster spots, man, that's when you can say, "Hey, look, if we just if we just belly up for you know two or three players, then that might take us into a deep run into the tournament." You're always just a couple players away. It feels like in basketball, so I think you can treat it differently with each sport. But we've got to we've got to make sure we're treating all sports that way too, because right now yeah. basketball ain't getting nothing, baseball ain't getting nothing. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Um, you know the. I wish in a perfect world it would be results driven. Hey, um, you know, you come to school here and you make all conference. Here's how much you get. You lead the the conference in sacks, or you got double digit sacks. This is what you get. Or you got a four zero. Like do it, do it all. The problem is, I under that. Like if you have that's your scale, your payout scale, or however you want to run things the problem is the school right over there is going to say no don't worry about that you just come to school here and we'll give this to you so like that's what you're up against you would have to make the number way higher to be like okay you can go over there and get x or you can come over here and earn 15 x if you just although okay i'm extreme in this because i'm i'm just telling you it's gonna it's gonna it's going to take that to get the kids on campus these days. No, we're, we're in agreement there. Yeah. I, I just – I wish it wasn't, but so, Yeah, trust right. Me. So, I would rather – like, if I were a – I've got a I've got a decently extreme take that I want to pitch at you, but we got one more break an hour or two that we got to hit. So, let's go ahead and hit that now, and then I want to get your thoughts on this take that I feel is pretty extreme. So, uh, we'll take it to break, and we'll catch you on the other side. Stay tuned. All right, welcome back to the Afternoon Rush, last segment of Hour 2. We've got Pierce in studio, Teddy Lehman, and myself, Travis Davidson. We are keeping an eye on the weather, like everybody else should be. Uh, Make sure you're safe. Need this weather to blow through because we have a lot of big-time recruits coming in. We can't have flights delayed or flights canceled or anything like that. Um, you know, first and foremost, got to make sure recruiting's taken care of. Everybody no else kidding. be safe, though. 
You don't want to scare all the parents out of here uh, whenever they come into town with a bunch of tornadoes and stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. You you need to get that you need to get that taken care of. And I actually thought about it, you know, corn fairy stuff too. You want that weather to be absolutely perfect, so everybody says, "Man, we we want to go down there and play at Jimmy Austin again because man, it was just it was perfect." So everybody, stay safe for sure. We're talking college football as we always do. Um, talking a little bit of NIL, talking a little bit of recruiting. Tell me uh, this extreme take you've got. Well, let's see. I'm I'm gonna go with because I've got two, but I'm I'm an incentive laden contract guy. I would essentially, and it just rains, kind of brings into this what we were talking about. But I would essentially do incentive laden contracts for everybody but make them extreme payouts and this is more of an nfl model but who knows it may be a college football model sooner than we are even ready for but you you promise ridiculous amounts of money like every single person on the roster gets you know half a million dollar bonus if we win a national title as you know college or whatever and if you're an all-american you get five hundred thousand dollars if you're a heisman winner you get two million dollars you get you make such payouts extreme because what does it mean teddy if you have five all-americans a heisman winner all that means your team's probably pretty good right yes and when do donors spend the most money after six and seven seasons no (laughs) no no that's not right uh whenever you're winning a bunch of football games i mean that makes sense Uh, and see this is the whole thing uh, to me. You could do that, but but start with a base salary is what I would is is what I would add to that. Well, here's the thing though, and this is what I hate about the whole system. That's not nil. Oh no, not at all. We're past that. I know. We you know gone, what I'm saying? Though? We've it's gone like, so far down the road of what actual nil is. Well, I'm sure that that's you know. I'm sure that there's there's some probably some contracts out there like that with some kids. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I wouldn't doubt that at all. Theoretically, they can't be performance based, but you and I yeah. both know that. Sure. You know, it's the wild west. You're doing whatever. But that's what I'm saying. It's like we need we need some like some real guidelines. We need some real enforcement because it's just it's just crazy out there right now. We all know it's. It's not a good thing in your sport whenever everybody knows that everybody's cheating. Right. That's not a good thing. No. Like if you can see what what kind of these collectives have turned into and what everyone's doing, say, okay, this is the way that it's gone. Let's keep going that way, but we're gonna put some type of, you know, guardrails on it. Like I I don't I'll let someone else smarter than me figure that out, but I you can't just continue to do nothing, <laughs> right? Right, right. It's a, yeah, it's the rudderless ship right now. I think whatever entity eventually takes over the college football playoff, maybe that person will have a, an enforcement arm to do it. But again, at minimum, I want when they're sent a video of an A&M coach saying that they're going to get paid millions by the people in the suites, it, yeah. just have one person scrolling Twitter and you'd cut out half of this stuff. But we are wrapping up the second hour. I do want to get this contest out there. Been a lot of fun so far. 
shared a lot of really cool pictures uh, with people. Hopefully people aren't taking uh, photos on the golf course right now because uh, uh, it's looking like a Caddyshack scene uh, right now. I hear the heavy stuff isn't coming down until later, though. But Monday, June 26th, 8 a.m. in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, the OU Club of Tulsa is having their scholarship golf tournament. Um, they've got longest drive, closest to the pin, uh, lunches included, everything like that. Uh, if you want more information on it, go to OUClubOfTulsa.com. But KREF has a team. I'm playing in it, and I'm picking three members of the KREF Army to play with me. You have to be able to get there and play. So, again, if you're listening in Switzerland, I appreciate your loyalty. Boomer sooner indeed. But you're not going to probably be able to make it to Tulsa. So you can make it to Tulsa June 26th, Monday, 8 a.m., I need you to enter by putting a picture on Twitter. Tweet a picture of you on a golf course, and you need to tag at KREF Sports and at Travis Skoll. So that's how you enter the contest, and we'll pick uh, tomorrow. We'll pick Friday. So we've got a lot of entries already. Um, Come, hang out. We'll golf. We'll have a good time. Again, hopefully the weather will be better than what it is right now. So um, on the other side... We'll continue kind of the the NIL discussion a little bit. It's obviously far past what we're what we're you know looking at, and maybe we can talk just a little bit of enforcement because, as we know, NCAA is rudderless. It is useless right now. When Bear Alexander's dad can be sidelines of a USC spring game the same day that Bear Alexander is announcing he's in the portal, it's got to be something done about it. Oh. <laughs> I, I agree. Hopefully, we get uh, some guidance moving forward, and and I'm sure that that's that's happening. It's a work in progress. It's tough because you have so many different. You got different conferences that want different things. You got different universities that want different things. Uh, it's it's hard to pull everyone together because you know everyone sees this thing differently. It just sucks the way that it all got started, and we've got to try and unravel it and piece it back together at some point. All right, quick timeout. We'll be back. Final hour is next.